0: The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation and Silver and Black today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your
1: Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas with insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Skull and Mo Bolton. Hey everybody, welcome back to the second segment of silver and black today and odyssey original podcast mo moten skakkel branson with you by the way follow mo on twitter he's lonely no i'm kidding he's not lonely but you need to follow him just because of his content and the conversation that ensues off mo's twitter handle it's m-o-e-m-o-t-o-n that's mo moten uh, again senior nfl writer at bleacher report he's a busy this time of the year just a little bit and he's also the Raiders columnist up at sportsnot.com, which we're going to talk about his latest there in just a minute. You can also follow me on Twitter at LVGully. You can also read me on SportsNot. Yeah, we're all part of the same family. Mo and I chumming along on the web, writing stories. <laughs> his are better than mine. It's okay. That's all right. I know. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But no, it's good. It's all good. Uh, but I did do a piece on Michael Mayer yesterday. So check that out if you missed it because Michael Mayer spoke to the press yesterday. So we wrote up a little deal about it. So anyway, enjoy that. Uh, but again, I want to thank Ted Nguyen from The Athletic for joining us in the first segment, going through that film breakdown. I love Ted. He's so cool. Cool as a cucumber, as they say. Learn a lot from him. But some great takeaways there about... Uh, and Mo, I, I think I sent this to you, but you heard about our new production assistant. Did, you didn't have a chance. You were too busy on Wednesday to listen to the Silver and Black Blitz but we have a new production assistant. His name is Finn O'Connor. And Finn recorded this for us. You want to hear it? Sure. is a fl- oh. flutter over the lad who drops dimes and grows an impressive lip sweater. He's the Irish canon, Aidan O'Connell. Have the Raiders found their pot of gold? <laughs> All right, there you See, that's Finn. He's from Ireland. <laughs> That's not Scott's. Me. Always got some
0: Scott's shenanigans is what I'm going to call this. This is yes. part of. Scott's
1: he also recorded this for us. Just, just this is just a simple Aiden O'Connell, the Irish cannon. There we go. Aiden O'Connell, the Irish cannon. All right. Okay. Enough of the
0: stupid. <sighs> you never divorce. know. You never know what Scott's got up his sleeve.
1: I try to be goofy sometimes, but anyway, let's get back to what we're talking about. So, so Ted, there, his stuff about Aiden O'Connell. Good stuff. The cornerback position. I mean, I, I hope the, the listeners and the viewers on YouTube enjoyed that. Because, you know, we always try to bring good guests on that give a different point of view. People don't always like the point of view that our guests bring on. That's totally cool. But we're always going to bring them on. But in this case, it's it was good because I think from Ted, we got the real the real objective view of Aiden O'Connell, which I think you and I have been on board with and pretty close to.
0: Minus my minor trolling on Twitter X don't even want to call it <laughs> uh, I mean I, I've taken part in the Aiden O'Connell is the best quarterback in AFC West oh he's going to be Patrick Mahomes rival this year I've taken part in the trolling but I would hope people understand that I am trolling and being sarcastic with those type of comments but no as you said with with Ted, he, I like the fact that he brought in not just the positives, but he also talked about the concerns about the deep ball, you know, and it's not talked about a lot. I guess he gets caught in a wash because he's playing so well. So I think I said this last week when things are going well, when teams win, it's hard to point out the concern areas. When a team loses, gets crushed. It's hard to point out the positives on the opposite end. So we bring guests like Ted on. To give us the full, complete picture. Funny story, not a story, but just an anecdote. I remember watching Ted when Scott Bear was covering the Raiders for NBC yes. Sports, and Scott used to always have like a, a post-practice interview with Ted, and I always learned a lot from those post-practice interviews with Ted because he's always very thorough in his analysis.
1: Yes, and I I told him via DM, he's got he like he's got to write a book. I think he's the kind of guy who I think we could. His, his 101 column that's up there now, I think he did a video too, like football 101, understanding football from your couch or whatever it's called, um, is a great one, by the way. I think you mentioned it in the last broadcast or the last mm-hmm. segment, I should say, Mo. But a good stuff. If you want to learn some of the X's not and all, not all fans do, and that's cool. You don't have to. You don't have to dive deep into it. But if you enjoy it and you want to learn how to call out defenses and see what the offensive scheme is doing and all of that, uh, I highly recommend reading his stuff. Mo, we talked about the defensive backs, but what I want to do now, up on sportsnot.com, and I'm put this up on the screen for those of you uh, watching on uh, YouTube or wherever else you're watching us, uh, and Mo's column or piece on Sportsnot, he went into the Mostradamus mode, and he selected his 53-man depth chart predictions based on the first two weeks of the preseason. So we're going to run through that a little bit because I think you have some interesting takes here. And I know people who've read it have been already calling you out on Twitter. No, not that guy. No, not this guy, which is natural for football, right? Um, so so we get that. But we want to walk through some of these and talk about what to do. And we'll start with quarterback because that's a fast conversation. Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell, number two, and Breyer, Brian Hoyer, number three. A lot of people want Brian Hoyer cut, Mo, but you and I agree on the value that he provides in that locker room.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are forgetting that the NFL implemented the emergency third quarterback role or position. So basically, after, if you remember the San Francisco 49ers conference championship game, Brock Purdy gets hurt. Josh Johnson gets hurt. So basically Brock Purdy had to go back out there with a, with a torn UCL on his elbow and mm. play out the game, even though he couldn't throw the football. NFL doesn't want to see that in playoff games or games period. <laughs> period. So now they've in- implemented the emergency third quarterback rule, which means you can have an emergency third quarterback ready on game day. That player won't count against the 46 man roster on game day, but he has to be on your 53 man roster. Right. So that guy has to make it through final cut. So with the Raiders, If you're choosing between Brian Hoyer and Chase Garbers, it's going to be Brian Hoyer because of his (laughs) experience and knowledge of Josh McDaniel's system, even though a lot of Raider fans are probably screaming at me and say, but Brian Hoyer sucks, Chase Garbers upside, yada, yada, yada. I told you from the beginning, Chase Garbers is not going to start an NFL game this year, probably won't even make the roster. It's going to be Garoppolo, followed by Aiden O'Connell, followed by Brian Hoyer being the third emergency quarterback on game day.
1: Yeah, only way I see that changing is if Hoyer decides he doesn't want to be number three and retires, but he's close with Josh McDaniels. If I just have to sit there with a clipboard for the entire season, hopefully for him and make that money, I'll do it in a second. So I'm sure he would too. Uh, And he can in essence be a coach, a player coach like Reggie Dunlop. If you know what that movie is, I'll give you a dollar. All right. So there you go. That's quarterbacks. Nothing real interesting there for you. What's that? I guess I won't yes. be
0: getting that dollar. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we go
1: to running backs. And, of course, this considers uh, Josh Jacob playing on his $10.1 million tender, which we all think he will. But, Mo, you have Josh Jacobs, you have Jacob Johnson, Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, and Brandon Bolden. Uh, no real surprises for me here. The invisible – I think we think he's in a character, Brittain Brown – I don't know that he actually exists because I've never seen him. But no, I'm kidding. But um, this isn't a surprise here, too. Nothing really that you've gone out on a limb on this one.
0: No, and there was no room to go on a limb. You mentioned Britton Brown, and it's you haven't seen him because he's been hurt. Vinny Bonten, you are tweeted this on August fifth that he had a lower body issue, mm-hmm. and since then they haven't reported that he's been seen at practice. So I think Britton Brown's probably going to go on IR. Unfortunately, he was the guy that I was looking for to see if he can kind of get some carries this regular season because I liked what he did last year in the preseason, but it just hasn't been able to play. So there are no surprises at the running back position behind Josh Jacobs, assuming he's back because Vinny Bonsignor and Josina Anderson have said there's optimism that the Raiders feel that Josh Jacobs will be back before week one. So again, no surprises there. It, it, it's probably all mapped out unless, unless the Raiders decide to cut Brandon Bolden, but I, I don't see that happening simply because he's, Close, I don't want to say close to Josh McDaniels, but he's played a lot of years in Josh McDaniels' system. Yeah. He's, of course, special teamer. He's a leader in that locker room. I don't see him going anywhere. So the, the running back position is pretty much set in stone.
1: Yeah. And I think from a short yardage situation point of view, too, I think he's still effective there. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. see it. Now, if we go to wide receiver, as we look at uh, Mo's story up on knot, you have the starters, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro. Maybe you should have put an asterisk next to that one. Um, and then backups, DeAndre Carter, Trey Tucker, and Phillip Dorsett. Um, I don't see any big surprises here to me, Mo. I think this is pretty close based on the performance through two weeks. I mean, the Hunter Renfro one, we're starting to see now in the NFL, and you and I were talking before, just before we went on air about the New York Jets and their situation. They're getting desperate for why You start to see teams now as you head towards the regular season, as we talked about six weeks ago. They're going to need a receiver. They might overpay or pay a lot to get a guy like Hunter Renfro. The Raiders have a deep, wide receiver room. If he stays, absolutely, he's a starter. But this could be that time where we start to see some movement there. And if there is interest out there in Hunter Renfro, he could be gone pretty soon.
0: Yeah, my, my buddies over there in Gang Greenland. The Jets fans are getting a little antsy after Corey Davis retired. On Wednesday and they want to they want a slot wide receiver because they traded Elijah Moore to the Browns earlier this offseason. Corey Davis, as I said, now retired. They're looking for wide receiver help behind Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard. And they're talking about, hey, why don't the Jets go out and get Hunter Renfro? Remember, Aaron Rodgers basically restructured his contract to give the Jets a lot of cap flexibility. So they have the means they have the they have the room to acquire or absorb a big contract wide receiver position. So we'll see. I'm not saying that the Rays are going to trade Hunter, Hunter Renfro to the Jets, but if it were to happen, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Right. And the backups you have there, DeAndre Carter, you and I talked about him on Tuesday because of his special teams. You talk about if you're going to be fourth, fifth, or sixth wide receiver, you got to contribute in other ways. And, and certainly DeAndre Carter has that. He almost broke that punt back for a touchdown had he not stepped out of bounds. And then Trey Tucker, of course, a draft pick, a developmental player who they are going they believe in and has flashed some great, great ability. We've seen it. And then Philip Dorsett, who's also valuable on special teams and is a veteran. So I think that rounding out that group, that's a veteran group. It's not like outside of Trey Tucker, you don't have a lot of youth. I should say youth. You don't have first, mm-hmm. second-year players there. You got guys who've been around who know what it's all about and that's great for jimmy garoppolo
0: it's definitely great for jimmy garoppolo but one thing i will say is when i did my bleacher report live stream a lot of people were in favor of keeping keelan cole right Mm. and i pointed out something that i I don't know if you and murph talked about this before i got on on the post game show but keelan cole is playing deep into the fourth quarter Usually that's not a good sign. Usually that's not a good sign for you making the 50-man roster when you're playing late in the fourth quarter in a game where the starters are getting reps at the beginning of the game. Because usually, I think I said this last week, it used to be the third preseason game was the dress rehearsal for the regular season. It seems like it's now the second game since they cut off one preseason game. And to see Keelan Cole out on the field in the fourth quarter, it leads me to believe that he's on the bubble and they're him to audition himself to the other 31 other teams.
1: And and I understand fans' reaction to Keelan Cole because he performs well. He had the nice play in the red zone that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. with Ted with from Aiden O'Connell, makes some nice catches, but that's kind of it. I mean, with all due respect to him, it's kind of it. He doesn't offer it he doesn't offer that special teams contribution that you were talking about with, with the other three. So you're right, when it's a crowded room, guess what? You're, if you don't have some dynacism to you, if you don't have another opportunity to contribute you're probably going to find a door and maybe he'll catch on somewhere.
0: I, I actually think last year, the Raiders kept five wide receivers. I think they're going to keep six this year. If DeAndre cart is this is the special team is the kick return specialist, kick punt return specialist. Yeah. And he's not much of a wide receiver. I can see them keeping Philip Dorsett because he offers that speed that Trey Tucker can offer, but he's more reliable at this stage in his career. Cause he's a veteran Trey Tucker, as yeah. we saw still has those drops. So if you want a veteran speedy wide receiver, who's reliable, you're going to lean on Philip Dorsett in that sense.
1: Right. And I also think you'll see Trey Tucker involved in that kick game too. Yeah. I think he'll be working in mm-hmm. with DeAndre Carter as a as a mentor there. That'll be fantastic for him. So, all right. So now we're going to move on and we'll show you Mo's next picks here. Tight end starter, Austin Hooper. I know a lot of people are going to get upset about this one because everybody's, oh, Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer. But as I wrote about on Sports Not yesterday, which we talked about on the show last time, Michael Mayer's doing well, but he's going to need a couple weeks. You don't. You have a former Pro Bowler in Austin Hooper sitting there, and I think you you don't put the pressure on the rookie unless he's just completely balling out in a freak of nature, which I think he is athletically. But as he talked about yesterday at the press conference or, or Monday on the press conference, and I wrote about in the piece, um, he's learning a lot. It's a complex offense, so I give him three or four weeks. Before he starts putting up maybe some numbers and really feeling comfortable and the coaches feel comfortable with him until he maybe can move into that tight end one role. But Austin Hooper there and Cole Fotheringham, I thought has had a great preseason and a great camp. Uh, Those are the three tight ends. Talk about them.
0: Yes, I agree with you there. A lot of people are going to say, put Michael Mayer out there, put the rookie out there. He's the better player. And and I'll push back on that a little bit and say, look he'll be out there with Austin Hooper in two tight end sets right. at the beginning of the season. He'll be more of, of a pass catcher early. I think he'll, you know, he'll refine his blocking abilities. And he'll be able to get on the field a lot more in that sense. But as far as the complete tight end, Austin Hooper is that right now. And he's the veteran. But I wouldn't be worried about Michael Mayer's role just because he's listed as a backup. He's going to get a fair amount of of snaps playing tight end as a pass catcher. Cole Follinger, as you said, reminds me of what Jesper Horstead was last year in the preseason. Mm. Jesper Horstead, you, Murph, and I talked a lot about Horstead last year, how he played well in the exhibition. That was Cole hand this year. The first game, more of a pass catcher, I believe five catches 71 yards. The second game, more of a blocker. So, and I, and he, I think he excelled in both areas. So as a tight end, you got to be able to catch and block if you're going to be a complete guy. Cole Fotheringham has shown that he's definitely, to me, I wouldn't say definitely, but I, I I'd say he's going to make the roster. There you go.
1: On to offensive line, starters, Colton Miller on the left tackle, Dylan Parham right, left guard, Andre James at sender, Greg Van Rotten at right guard, and Jermaine Illuminor at right tackle. The backups, Justin Heron, McClendon Curtis, and Thayer Munford Jr. I think some people, because Munford Jr. has played so well, are forgetting about Jermaine Illuminor and what he's been able to do over the last year and a half and improve himself. And I agree. I don't think you're going to go in as as great as Thayer's played. I don't think you're going to go in with him as a starter. I think you have the starters nailed here. Haran is the surprise, I think of that group. Uh, Curtis is a, as a solid guy as well. And I think Van Rotten at, at right guard is the right move as well because he's experienced and he is uh, weather proof, if you want to call it. And I think with Jimmy G back there, they need that. But this is, to me, their best starting line that they have. They can feel.
0: Rewind the silver and black tape, tape today tape. I talked about Greg Van Roen when the Raiders signed him. He was kind of an underrated signing. But I said, I watched him with the Jets. I watched him with the Bills. I called it right away that he was going to win the right guard job. Because Alex Barr to me, just not a starting caliber player, more of a backup utility guy. I don't even have Alex Barr making a roster. He was cut last year. Right. I think the Raiders picked him up out of desperation because, remember, John Simpson hadn't panned out for the Raiders. Richie Incognito retired, so they had limited options at guard. So they picked up Alex Barr to kind of fill a hole in that offensive line. They kind of filled that void, not with top picks. But Van Roen, I think, is, is serviceable. He's not going to be a long term guy. He's into his, he's a decade into his career about that. Yeah. And then I have McClendon Curtis making a roster because of his experience at right guard. He has, I believe, 30 mm-hmm. starts at right guard at Chattanooga. He has yeah. about seven starts at left tackle, and I think one at right tackle or right guard, one of the two. I mean, right, left guard. But left guard. he's he's very experienced at at the right guard position. And I talked about this before. The Raiders have a tendency of moving guys around playing at a, playing them at a position they didn't play at at college, that wouldn't be a problem with McClendon Curtis. Played a lot of right guard. Although, I think, although he's not going to start, I think he makes the roster over Alex Bars.
1: There you go. So the offensive line, uh, and I think I, I feel pretty good about the Raiders' offensive line and the rotational guys they have there should they need them. We go to the defensive line now, Mo, and this is one that we've been watching closely throughout the preseason because it, it, they've done such a great job. But you look at the starters here, if you're watching on the screen, you can see the story and the list. Starters, Max Crosby, duh, Bilal Nichols, Mm -hmm. Jerry Tillery, and Chandler Jones. Uh, Chandler Jones, if he's healthy, no doubt about it. Backups, Tyree Wilson, Byron Young, Neil Farrell Jr., Malcolm Kuntz, Matthew Butler, and Jordan Willis. Jordan Willis could be starting at that end if Chandler Jones isn't back, or um, Malcolm Kuntz could be starting at that end. I know everybody wants Tyree Wilson to play away. We've been saying it for weeks and weeks here. It's probably going to be week three or four until he's really going to get pick up some snaps. He might get some snaps here and there early on, but don't expect him to contribute. You still you still on board with that?
0: yeah i'm definitely still on board with that he didn't he was at the second preseason game against the rams but he didn't suit up but he was on the field before which means he's probably going to play in that last preseason game that's that's one of the main things i'm going to be looking at in that last preseason game because you're going to see a lot of third stringers and guys who are probably not going to make the roster i want to see how tyree wilson looks coming off that injury you know and i think it'll be a a bit of an indication of how much he's going to play in the first month of the season so i'll be looking out for that but back to your point about the defensive end spot. As you mentioned, Chandler Jones, been nicked up, not at practice. So if he's not ready to go, it's going to be Malcolm Koontz and or Jordan Willis. And that's why I have Jordan Willis making a roster. He's, I think he's made a statement in the preseason to make the roster. He's a veteran. And while he's not Chandler Jones or Max Crosby, he's a decent fill-in for the, for the short term. I, I would probably prefer to see Malcolm Koontz simply because he was a third-round pick. yeah. And there's been a lot of buzz about him this offseason. He great. looks like a much better player than last year when the Raiders barely put him on the field. <laughs> so I'm interested to see Malcolm Coons if Chandler Jones is not ready to go week one.
1: Yeah, it looks like Malcolm Coons it's just clicking for him. Whether it's going to be enough, I think it's enough to make the roster. Mm-hmm. In fact, I oh, think he's definitely. played his way on this roster. Always- and that's why they're surprised by it. But it's a good surprise, mm-hmm. right? Because like you said, they didn't play him a lot last year. didn't see something that they liked there. But he obviously has put in the work in the offseason and in the preseason, and that's led to good things. So very, very good. And I, I just love what's happening with that line right now. The the unknowns, obviously with Wilson and with Jones, but those will come along.
0: It, one, one, one quick note. Matthew Butler was a tough call for me because I think mm. he can actually get waived. Matthew Butler hasn't shown much of anything. If yeah. Adam Butler shows out in the last preseason game or if Isaac Rochelle, who had a big first game against the yeah. uh, 49ers, mm-hmm. if, if Isaac Rochelle is healthy because he didn't play in that second game, so they might have held him out. If he shows out again, Matthew Butler could be in trouble. And He was the fifth-round pick last year. and it was the fifth-round pick, but remember, they had a condensed draft class, and he was one of their early picks, I
1: guess you could Yes, yes. Interesting stuff, yeah. It's, it's a big mm-hmm. game coming up Saturday. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll continue to talk about it. All right, at linebacker. 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 Which, I, which um,
0: I had to ask Ted about linebacker before <laughs> you left here.
1: <laughs> yes, it was a good a good, good ad on the questions there. Starters, Divide Diablo, Robert Spillane. No surprise there on a very thin, thin core. Backups are Curtis Bolton, Amari Burney, and Drake Thomas. Of course, uh, this means Murph will disown you because of no Luke Masterson. Actually, uh, Murph <laughs> has moved off the Luke Masterson boy crush and uh, is, is no longer there, but... This this group, uh, you talked about Curtis Bolton. You've been talking about him. You also talked about Drake Thomas coming out of the last game and how well he showed out. Uh-huh. Uh, I think this unit, again, very average or maybe even below. But below. if Drake <laughs> Thomas or one of these guys can actually – Amari Bernie, another guy. We liked him a lot last year. If one of those guys takes that next step you know, unexpectedly, and, and that's what they're going to need here. I mean – they're going to need that out of one of these guys. And maybe it's Diablo. Maybe he finally gets his time and he shines. We haven't seen it so far in the preseason, but you never know what's going to happen. But this group still scares me, Mo.
0: It scares me, too. And that's why I had to ask Ted about the group and what he thought. And he kind of agrees with us. It's very thin. I, like him, I like Devon Diablo, too. Devon Diablo was the one draft pick that I nailed in that draft class that I was correct on. I mm-hmm. nailed exact round and everything i like divine diablo my thing is what if the divine diablo gets hurt or what if he's not the player that he becomes that you expect him to become yeah. what are your other options you got to have a plan b and it can't be Robert Splain because he's not a three down <laughs> defender too slow. and i i while i like Amari bernie he is a six round rookie so right. I, I think by the time we we, we talk again it's a it's a good possibility that the Rays are going to make a move for a linebacker. I'm not breaking news here. I don't have any inroads. I don't have any sources. Just looking at the, the depth chart, I, I think they still have to make a move for a veteran, <laughs> whether it's a trade, <laughs> whether it's, it's a trade in. or free agent signing. Because let's remember, they tried to they brought in Jalen Smith, but he wound up going to the Saints. So it's clear yeah. to me that they're interested in a veteran linebacker. Could be Calvin yeah. Noe, in my opinion. Patrick
1: Queen. Did you hear that, Patrick Queen? Oh, I, I've tried. Come on. I've,
0: you've, you've I've tried. And and they, and they, 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 they're
1: not listening to me on the Patrick Queen they're stuff not. unless
0: they're just waiting. Unless they're just waiting to cut down the day, which is Tuesday, August 29th. We'll see.
1: Last, less quick or, or quick deal at the very end. <laughs> you never know. Okay. On to uh, finally cornerbacks. We look at cornerback starters, Marcus Peters. That's a no brainer. Nate Hobbs and Tyler Hall. So you have your guy. Jacorian Bennett as a backup along with Sam Webb and Duke Shelley. Ted agreed with Duke Shelley, Sam Webb. We both like the way they've played in the preseason. Talk about Tyler Hall over Jacorian Bennett at this point.
0: Well, if you read the reports, and I believe it's on the screen there, I believe oh, it's okay. on the screen there. Our guy Jesse, our guy Jesse over there, one of our TV guys in Las Vegas. I had the tweet oh, up, Jesse Merrick. Or, yeah, Jesse Merrick had the had the post up. And basically, Joshua Dale said that he held out some guys, including Ja'Cory Bennett, because he's feeling the nicks and bruises from camp. So what that tells yeah. me is he may not be ready to go full throttle week one. So he's probably if he's still banged up, not going to start, which opens up a spot in the secondary. And I think you want your best guys out there nickel. And while I want Nate Hobbs to play in the nickel, I totally agree with the people who say, move Nate Hobbs back to the slot. I totally agree with you. But I think I pointed this out in the post-game show. Tyler Hall has played a lot in the slot. Yes. He's lay, played both safety positions. Yeah. So if I can have Nate Hobbs and Tyler Hall on the field at the same time, I'm fine with that. Now, I know some people say, well, put Duke Shelley out there. Duke Shelley, you know, I know he played outside last year with the Vikings, but a little small. <laughs>
1: You know, reasonable.
0: I yeah. th- You know, there could be some, you know, matchup issues there. I, I, I like the way Tyler Hall has been playing the preseason. It's kind of been under the radar, mm-hmm. interestingly. But I think he's had a pretty solid preseason. So if you want Nate Hobbs on the field and you don't necessarily want to plug him into just the slot role, you can play him outside and have Tyler Hall playing the nickel until Ja'Corian Bennett comes back. And then when Ja'Corian Bennett comes back, you move Nate back to the slot.
1: Thanks, Coach. We got it.
0: Uh, hey look patrick no, graham I hit me up I, i'll take I'll, I'll be a defensive backs coach patrick graham if you want to hit me up right. my numbers out i won't tell Tell say my number on air but one 800
1: midtown mode.
0: <laughs> 100 i i'm definitely available to to coach the defensive backs He'll even quick, quick side story when i was in high school i wanted to be charles woodson so much so yeah. badly but i knew i didn't have the hype for it but i look i love defensive back play i I would drop everything I'm doing right now to coach Raiders defensive backs if I had an opportunity. There you go. Don't tell Bleacher Report, though. Don't tell okay. Bleacher
1: Report. we won't tell Shh. <laughs> Nobody say anything. Nobody tweet him. <laughs> okay. So we get to safeties finally to close it out here. And starters, Marcus Epps, Trayvon Merrig, backups Chris Smith, and Roderick Teamer. Mm-hmm. So this one, i, I got to be honest with you, out of – the. the Paul Mao is a guy the fans love. So they're going to be disappointed with you that, that you that you did that. Now, you talk about how the fact Tyler Hall can play as a safety as well, so they have something covered there. But I got to tell you, Mo, this, I just have no feeling or gauge on this group because part of the preseason, we haven't heard a lot of coming out of camp. There's been nothing from all the guys and gals who cover the team really much about the safeties. A little report here and there. But in the preseason, you know, you talk about playing vanilla defense. Well, offenses, too, aren't showing you everything. And so I don't—I have not seen a lot of testing of the safeties of the Raiders. Now, maybe against Dallas, we see some. I'd like to see some just so I can feel something about it. But I have no idea. I mean, I, I look at your list here and I think, yeah, it makes sense. But I have no idea. I just don't know how to evaluate them at this point.
0: The safeties haven't popped this offseason. No, just, they just had you. You heard about the cornerbacks. Let's talk about maybe linebackers are better than we thought than we think with Curtis Bolton, Murray, Bernie. There's buzz about just about every position on the roster except the safety position. The only thing I've really heard about the safety group is that Marcus Epps has become the field general yeah. of the secondary. So it may it may it it makes it less likely the Rays are going to re-sign Daron Harmon. Yeah. Because if Marcus Epps is that veteran leader on, on on the back end, that was the Ron Harmon last year. Yeah, So that's what we're hearing, that he has control of that type of kind of a captain role there. We're just waiting to see if Trayvon Merrick, that's the big thing. Can he bounce back off of a down year and be the player we saw as a rookie where he showed flashes? Yeah. Now, a lot of people push back on me and say, put in Isaiah Paul Lamar, our guy Rock Raider 585 says... No, put in isaiah paul lamau over roger Teemer, and i tried to explain it in the piece that Roderick Teemer is a poor special teamer like yeah. he is yeah. one of the top special teams guys on that roster i don't see him being expendable because of his rookie his veteran i don't want to say leadership but his veteran experience and as i said with the wide receiver position if you are a back-end guy you have to be able to contribute a lot on special teams and that's what Roderick Teemer does where I could see Isaiah Paulomau sneaking onto the roster is if they want to use him as kind of like a hybrid linebacker safety. So let's say the let's say Drake Thomas doesn't make the roster, or Curtis mm-hmm. Bolton, or or Amari Bernie for some reason doesn't make the final roster at linebacker. I could see Isaiah Paulomau because he's a bigger safety. He's like you go, four. yeah, you
1: go that hybrid position exactly. Right,
0: he he could play that hybrid role. So that's where I could see him playing or getting onto the roster. But I don't see him being one of the safeties kept, although he did have the pick six. Other than that, what has he done to really jump off the screen?
1: I, I agree, 100%. And, and again, the whole unit, I, 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 I hope in this game on Saturday we see something. There's just nothing there. I can't say I don't like them. I can't say I like them. I just don't know. It's it's very odd. Uh, and of course, the special teams are all the same, except that you have the long snapper as Hunter Renfro. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you guys make sure you go up to sportsnot.com. You can go to Mo's Twitter handle. He's got the story linked there. Uh, but you can you can check that out and read all of the pros around all of this if you want some more details on his picks.
0: Quick thing, the one, we, the one thing we didn't talk about that we kind of glossed over is I don't have Amik Robinson on the roster. And I think yes. I explained this on the post-game show on Bleach Report Live yes. that unfortunately, Amik Robinson, he allowed a big catch for 24 yards in the first preseason game, missed the tackle, had an opportunity to get an interception in the second game against the Rams, didn't, didn't haul in the interception. Yeah. He's had an up-and-down preseason. And I think that with the addition of Marcus Peters and Ja'Corian Bennett, it pushes out. Amique Robinson, unfortunately. He's been on yeah. the show. Great guy, but just Great not guy. gonna make it this year.
1: Yeah, I think I think they'll try to put him on the on the practice squad as a reserve, right? Uh and whether or not somebody picks him off, we'll see. Um depends how how desperate. Somebody said I think it was uh, on uh, another show I was on Murph show, actually. When we were watching last night on uh, Raiders fan radio and somebody's like, Oh, well, can't we trade him? It's like <laughs> There's not much of a yeah. market you could get. There's a lot of guys, with all due respect to me, because like you said, we like the guy, but there's a lot of kids, a lot of guys, young players in that same kind of realm that you can get on the street, especially after the first cutdown. So we'll see. But but uh, tough cuts there. But overall, Mo, great job on that. We certainly appreciate it. Make sure you go read it up on sportsnot.com. Okay. We're going to step aside for our final break, and it's that time of the week, which means... It's time for the Raider Nation Mailbag. A couple of pieces of mail this week, as well as a couple uh, things that we pulled off of Twitter, as well, and a Facebook comment from Tuesday night. Somebody wanted to see something I have, and I will show you that. No, is it is this PG rated? PG rated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take see, it. it's only it's only above the chest. We're, so we're a family it's good show. whether I have pants on or not is a different story and I do I don't I have shorts on but anyway we're gonna step aside for this break we're devolving here what's going on we're a family show jr cover your ears all right we're coming back right after these words don't go anywhere